We've got these anchors for our soul, okay? We've got these stakes. So it's our habitation, our dwelling place. Our dwelling place is supposed to mirror the life of who? Jesus. For Sean says in chapter 2, if you claim to believe me, then you must walk like I walk. Okay? And then 1 John chapter 3 says, if the seed of God has been placed in you, then the life of Christ will come out of you. So here's where we're back to that conversation about the Bible doesn't say the sin, or the Bible doesn't say the blood washed away bad behavior. It says the blood washed away sin. The consequences, the condemnation, the results of bad behavior. Things that go against the character of God. So Christians have to have the liberty. That's where it gets scary for a lot of people. You have to have the liberty to allow your bad behavior to take you closer to Christ. Because I don't know anybody in the room who's good 100% of the time. Right? So when Christians don't have the liberty to use their bad behavior as an opportunity to draw near to Christ, they don't reflect who he is. He's not a mopey, gropey, condemned, shameful, doubting, fearful person. He's powerful and he stands erect. And what Dave said, by the blood of Jesus, I come boldly in front of the, in front of the throne of, of grace. I'm not crawling up me, barely a sinner. I'm barely there. I'm standing in the face of God Almighty because he said to do it. I'm like Moses who said, I'm not going to back down from a cloud and a thunder and a fire. I'm walking in this thing. Because I know your character and I know your nature and I know who you are. And you're not wrathful and angry and frustrated. You're abounding in mercy, steadfast in love. You are overwhelmingly kind. Overwhelmingly merciful. So I'm coming face to face with you right now. I need help. My bad behavior proves I need help. But my bad behavior doesn't make me shameful and worrisome and doubting. My bad behavior puts me right in your face and says, you said I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe it. You said I'm justified. I believe it. Mm -hmm. So the way you strengthen your stakes is not to take hold of a plethora of scriptures to try to Surround yourself by a bunch of word. You strengthen those anchors of that habitation. Because they are what hold you when the things get windy and rocky. You don't need to know 10,000 scriptures. You don't need to know all of this plethora of information. What you need is to be rooted and grounded in love. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 23... The Bible says this. And his commandment. I'm going to start in, in chapter 21. Beloved. If our heart does not condemn us. And why does it not condemn me? The blood. You can't condemn me. The blood said I'm uncondemnable. 
So my heart will not condemn me. We have confidence before God. When? When we're acting right? All the time. I have confidence in the face of Jesus all the time. Why? Because of what I'm doing? No. Because of what he did. So I have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Is it possible that a lot of the prayers of the Christians aren't being answered because we actually don't believe we can have any confidence in him because we're not sure where we stand with him? And when we're not sure where we stand with him, we're actually proving we don't believe what he said about him. So he said, whatever you ask, you will receive. And here's what he said. Because we keep his commandments. Ha <laughs> Justin, see, it's works, bro. You got to get performing. You're keeping the commandments right here. And do what pleases him. There, bro, you just, your grace message is out the window. You got to do the commandments. Wait, wait, wait. Verse 23. And this is his commandment. <laughs> I love when God's so simple. That we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as He commanded us. Amen. Throw everything else out the door, out the window, out the garage, just yeah. clean house today. Amen. I'm telling you, don't hold on to things just because you think they're good for you. Hold on to the truth. It's not about you. You don't need scriptures to validate your life. You need scriptures to transform your life. Like you don't need something that gives you a tingly good feeling. You need something that will hold you when the wind is blowing. When the condemnation is coming over the hillside going, you're condemned, you're condemned, you're condemned, you're condemned. Wrong. Look at this stake, bro. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can't blow my tent over. Because these stakes. So here's what I'm telling you. You and I, we need to strengthen these stakes. And the way to do it is not to have scripture that we know. It's to have a Christ that we know through the word that he's given that is unshakable in anything that comes. Doesn't matter what your life says. Matters what he said. So today, that stake that I have I can strengthen it by saying, I'm going to focus and meditate on this stake right here. This stake. And when I'm focused and meditated on this so that when anything happens, I still run to this stake. This house ain't going over. It's not tipping over into shame. It's not tipping over into guilt. It's not tipping over into condemnation. It's not tipping over into performance and works. No, 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 no. Look right here. The blood of Christ speaks a better thing. This thing's anchored. This thing ain't moving. But you've been acting like a jerk. Doesn't matter. Look at right here. Look what he did. I'll get over the being the jerk thing. He's transforming me. This tent's getting a remake. Trust me. It'll look like him when he's done. Yes. Yes. It'll look like him. I'm not in the equation. But this thing, it's true right here. Now look over here. Look over here. There's no condemnation from you can't condemn me. I'm done. You you can't do it. I'm not going to condemn me. You can't condemn me. And Paul said, he said, nobody can judge me. Why are you judging one another? Nobody can judge me. And so these stakes, guys, let me tell you something. If they're not bringing you back to the face of Jesus Christ, they're not bringing you back to the truth. Don't use stakes that are ideas. Use stakes that's a person. Because he didn't say, believe in what I said. He said, you believe in me. 
And all of a sudden, what you're going to see is your anchor, your, your entire tent, it's enlarging. Why is it enlarging? Because now you're rooted and grounded in him. And if you look to the right or the left, or you look to the north, to the east, or to the south, you see him holding your tent. You don't see ideas and, pre, and, and concepts and principles, and, and you see him. And you see that blood. And what he's saying to us is that the only way that the body of Christ will become what she's bought and paid for to become is that every single one of us take the time to believe in Him. I know that's a lot of words to tell you that very sentence. Take the time to believe in Him. Not what He said, not all these other... Believe in Him. Yeah, Jordan. This morning, the Lord brought me in James chapter 1, verse 21. Uh, and it, it's just so beautifully goes along with what you're saying, at least in my mind. Um, but it says, therefore, put away all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save our souls. Oh. Like, stop getting your mind over there. Receive this word, what all we just spoke. These anchors for our soul that's rooted and grounded in the word of Jesus. That is what, that's what saves us. His blood, his word, his life. So anyway, it's implanted. It's in mm. us when we believe if we will just cling to that and hold to it and stop dwelling on fallen world mentality and receive by his blood. Yeah, I used to move from, so I started, I told you guys, like I would say these things aren't true in my life. And then the Lord would respond to me today and say, it doesn't matter, they're true. And the beauty was, once I started just believing they were true, they became true in my life. He's not asking us to live a life by sight. Once it's true in my life, God, then I'll believe it. Oh, really? I thought that we live by faith. Faith says it's true. And, and, and I've had a conversation with people. They're like, but if I say that, it's a lie. I'm like saying what God said is never a lie. Whether it's true in you or not. Right. Saying what God said is never a lie. Mel, Mel Torrey, I don't know if you guys knew who he was, but he's a missionary. And he was war- working through a miracle that was happening in Indonesia. And he was so skeptical. He calls it his, his computer, his mind. He calls it, he's an Indonesian guy. He's like, my computer doesn't ever shut off. And he's like, they, they had turned water into wine in this one village because they wanted to have communion and all they had was water. And so he was like, I didn't believe it. And I sat in the back, you know, and he was like, I don't believe it. He's like, then I got called up to be a part of the miracle team. He's like, great, now my faith is gonna ruin the miracle. You know, like I'm gonna ruin communion. And so he's like, not only was I asked to be a part of the miracle team, they asked me to hold the cup. And he was like, I don't wanna hold the cup, you know? Like, I don't believe this in the first place. Why am I having to hold the cup? And Goes through the whole process, like holds the cup. They put a blank, they put a handkerchief over it. Because every time he was like, there's no miracle. Like this is just people pouring purple stuff into a glass, right? And so he's holding the cup and he's like, they start praying. He's like, normally I close my eyes when I pray. But this time I was like, because he wanted to make sure nobody poured anything in the cup, you know? <laughs> and he was holding it and he's opening his eyes and he's watching it. And he's like, they're praying. And all of a sudden he said the, the cloth dipped on the cup. It was just from the weight of the cloth. And it hit the liquid and it turned purple and he was like you know he's like oh because he knew then like he was in the middle of this thing and he's like now he's repenting oh god forgive me for my my unbelief you know and all this stuff and 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 so 
I'm sharing the story. And, and at the end, he, they take it off. And his brother-in-law was the minister of this little, in this little village. And he took a sip and he's like, oh, that is the best wine. Thank you, Jesus. And Mel's like, takes the cup and drinks it. He's like, tasted just like water. It was purple water. And his brother-in-law's, his brother-in-law said, just thank Jesus for the wine. He's like, no, that's a lie. It tastes like water. And he said, let faith, let your faith speak the truth. Mel, literally, he's like, having this internal, I'm going to lie, I'm going to lie, I'm going to lie. He's like, thank you, Jesus, for this amazing wine. It still tasted like water to him. But he turns it loose, gives it to the rest of the congregation, and the entire congregation tasted it as wine. And then he tasted it, and it was wine. And so the reason I share that story is, it's not even up to us. Like, it's just God doing what God loves to do and be bigger than our brains can handle. And like, his bad faith, still a miracle happens, right? And so I just want to encourage us that like, breathe easy. The kingdom of God has come, you know, and like speak his words, not your ideas and your experiences. His words will come to pass. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Amen. That's such a good point. (laughs) If you... 